Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Well, an exciting announcement yesterday, and it's great to see the Calgary Flames Foundation getting involved in this. So they're, they're going to reach out and help the town of Fernie, B.C., try to have some kind of ice service in the community. So it's going to cost only about $60,000 uh, to, to have a temporary outdoor rink for this community, which is far cry from the $5.6 million they're going to spend in Ottawa for a temporary rink. But the Flames Foundation is going to donate uh, some boards for this rink, and they found a spot in town where they're going to build it. And so that that's going to be much needed. Let's hope that Mother Nature can cooperate so uh, that uh, kids can get on this ice as quickly as possible. But, of course, this all comes in the aftermath of the horrible tragedy last month uh, at the Fernie Arena. Three workers died as a result of an ammonia leak. And it's unclear when that arena is going to be uh, operational again. So, yeah, I mean, in, in certainly in a lot of smaller communities, these arenas are, are really kind of like the heartbeat of the town, a gathering place for people. Uh, and a place where kids can go and have fun. And you just, you think of it as, it, that's a safe place. It's supposed to be a safe place where our kids can spend hours upon hours playing hockey, a ringette, running around the rink, just being a part of it. Right? And I mean, I grew up playing hockey and have such fond memories of spending time in arenas. I got a kid who plays hockey and, you know, love it. Love that feeling. And it's great when you go to these smaller communities. Uh, and you can tell this is a, a gathering place for the community. You know, some of the best concession food out there is to be found in those small town arenas. Because in a lot of towns, it's a place to go and grab a coffee, grab a bite to eat and uh, and hang out. So, yeah, I mean, on, on top of the obvious tragedy and, and mourning the loss of these people, I mean, it's a different kind of loss for the community, too. So, in the meantime, they're trying to make do. And some nearby communities are helping out for Fernie Minor Hockey, and uh, hopefully this rink can make a big difference, too. Uh, joining us on the line, very pleased to welcome the program, uh, Arthur Sombrowski. He's a VP with the Fernie Minor Hockey Association. Uh, Arthur, great to have you with us here. Thanks for joining us. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, so what, what have you guys been doing in the meantime as you've been trying to adjust to this situation? Well, it was uh, we were very fortunate in that our neighboring association, Elk Valley Minor Hockey, they immediately stepped up and asked if we would be willing to share their ice with them, which, of course, we jumped at. And then uh, through great cooperation of uh, our ice scheduler and the Off Valley ice scheduler, we managed to uh, get all of our kids playing in the Elk Valley Association, and that would be in Sparwood and in Elkford. And how far is that from Fernie? Sparwood is about a 20-minute drive, and Elkford is about a 45-minute drive. Well, yeah, and so that, that's not too bad, and, and kudos to them for, for reaching out then. Because, um, yeah, I mean, that, that's a big impact on a community. I mean, you know, as I said in the introduction, I mean, that, that town rink is, is such an important gathering place in so many ways. And, you know, just our, our passion for hockey, uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's tough to take that out. I mean, it's its, it's, its own kind of loss for the community, isn't it? It's, um, well, it's a, 
I would say Fernie's Rink is probably the heart of its community, and it goes it goes well beyond just Fernie minor hockey. Yeah, our, our rink is extensively used for public skating. Um, there's shinny programs that run through the day. We have adult men's hockey. We have old timers hockey. The arena is used by some people as a running track. Um, our junior hockey team, the Fernie Ghost Riders, they're probably the most well attended junior B hockey team in, in the BC Junior uh, the BC Junior B League. And then, of course, there's the impact on minor hockey and the uh, the Ski- Fernie Skating Club. And mm-hmm. you know, fortunately, the skating club and the minor hockey have been accommodated by uh, the Elk Valley. Uh, they have been able to also accommodate the, some of the adult men's hockey. Um, but the the rink. And so it also touches everyone who doesn't play hockey or use the ice surface. Our arena is used for our graduations. Uh, it's an economic driver in the city of Fernie. It, it goes well beyond just the ice surface. So yeah. it is in you know it touches everyone's life in one way or another. Yeah, that's such a great as, way to put it. Yeah, as, as I said, you know we have every year there's a mine rescue competition that's held in the arena. Um, we have annually, I think every second year, we have a BC Wildlife Federation meeting in that arena. And, and as of right now, those are all you know, not able to happen because the entire arena has shut down. All right, so what's the understanding of um, how things are going to move forward here on this, this temporary outdoor rink? Well, they, I, fortunately, I'm sitting in my office, and it's actually being built just across the street from us. Oh, is that right? It's, uh, it's, it's next to our Fernie Aquatic Centre. And um, Chuck Smith, one of our local lions, is uh, spearheading it. And they actually have equipment out there, and they are, they've are they moved a bunch of dirt, and they're leveling the site for it now, and they're hauling in structural fill so that it can actually have a, uh, a proper base so that it doesn't shift and move. And uh, that's that's where they're at now. The, the As I'm given to understand, the boards that the Calgary Flames Foundation has so generously donated are for a full-size rink, and uh, we're you know really looking forward to Chuck getting those in and all of the other volunteers as well. The the only thing that we hope for is we hope that we get a good winter here because maintaining ice and fernie is very difficult on an yeah, outdoor surface. Oh, bad. Uh, but as you say, then it's work is underway already, though. Yeah, the work has started. They they have it substantially cleared. Well, it is substantially cleared, and they're bringing in fill and compacting it. So the the area is. It's it's moving along quite quickly. Well, it's good to hear. Yeah, as you say, I guess we'll have to hope Mother Nature cooperates. In the meantime, Arthur, what are they saying about the arena? Is there any indication as to to when it's going to be usable again? What, what's kind of the long term prognosis? Well, one of the one of the problems with the Fernie Arena is it was my understanding is it was built in the 1950s. So beyond the problems that they've had with the the ammonia leak and the the plant portion of it, it it is at some point slated for renewal you know it's, Fernie needs a new arena and has needed a new arena for for some time has been the word and so now comes the hard decision you know do we do we make repairs you know assuming that everything is is cleared from the investigation side of things do we make repairs to a 70 year old arena or do we look at starting up with a new arena so that is one of the challenges that we'll face here well yeah big decision ahead well uh, arthur we'll leave it there thanks so much for uh, taking a few minutes for us here today and all the best to you and uh, everyone there in fernie okay thanks so much if if i could just say one thing on on your introduction there was a comment about the parliament hill arena my (laughs) understanding is that that arena is being donated to a community after its its life is done on parliament hill 
So I couldn't think of a more deserving or needing community of Fern right now for, for that arena. Yeah. yeah, because it, it is complete with refrigeration, and then you know I'm sure our community could raise the money to put a roof over it. So well, let's make it happen. Absolutely. All right. Great point, Arthur. Thanks, Thanks again. All the best. Thank you. All right. That's Arthur Sombrowski, uh, VP with Minor Ferner Hockey, uh, Fernie Minor Hockey Association. Uh, and yeah, go Ghost Riders. Love that name. Quite the logo too. So yeah, I mean they're you know, obviously they're they're mourning the loss of these lives, these three people who died, and uh, a town coming to grips with that. I got a text here from Christian who points out, he says, important to remember one of the three victims was previously the arena manager uh, at the Okotoks Centennial Arena for many years. So Okotoks was certainly shaken by that as well. He said, that's what we play every Friday night. The guys were shaken up big time uh, because their ex-boss had taken the position in Fernie just about six months after years and years of Okotoks. Just horrible. Yeah, it is pretty sad, right? And I mean, it would be a, a horrible tragedy wherever that had occurred. I think, you know, the impact of it having taken place in in the hockey rink, which is, as he says, such a crucial town gathering place, the heartbeat of the town, what you think is a a safe place. So it's scary, too, at some level. I was talking to a guy recently, and this came up, right? I mean, it's what everyone was talking about, what had happened. Uh, Someone I was talking to said, you know, when when I was younger, working um, in in a building where there had been an ammonia leak and just how quickly it hits you. He walked into the building, seemed like something was off, turned and started walking out. And again, he's just a few steps in and collapsed kind of right at the door, landing on the wrong side and the outside of the door and got out okay. But it's just, yeah, it's frightening. All right, 974-8255 is our telephone number. Let's uh, say hi to Rob. Rob, welcome to the program. Oh, okay, well... Anyway, 974-8255 is our telephone number. We're going to take a break here for the other things to get to, uh, including a visit uh, with our friend Betty Jo Kaiser. Tomorrow is Pledge Day here on News Talk 770 in support of the Calgary Children's Foundation, uh, an event we are very proud to present each year at this time and a charity we're very proud to uh, to support. So we'll find out a bit more about uh, what's in store for Pledge Day this year. So uh, Betty Jo Kaiser joining us in a few minutes. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.